0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now, never FDIC.
1: <laughs> Welcome in. It is the Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM930. mix it up calling you didn't. Know. You can join the program anytime by calling Miller Lite phone lines, 877-420-877-420-8255. Miller Lite, whole troop, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original Lite beer. It is the Tuesday, March 10th edition. We are on the eve of Marshall basketball there in Frisco for the Conference USA tournament. And so far, all I know is they're still having the tournament that hasn't been canceled. We got a lot to get into today, and it's halfway medical related because, well, the coronavirus, COVID-19, whichever you want to call it. But just for our conversation, we'll stick with coronavirus. A lot of restrictions are coming. It's impacting sports, and we've got a lot to get into about that. And later on the program as well, we will talk to the voice of the Ashland Tomcats, longtime broadcaster Dickie Martin. Haven't talked to him in a long while, so I wanted to catch up with him because the Tomcats are on the verge of making the Sweet 16. Ashland, living a fairy tale a storybook season so far and that continues tonight so dickie's going to be on the program here in a few minutes to talk to me about that as we get you caught up on what's happening with the tomcats as i mentioned we'll get your phone calls in but uh, here's where the virus or at least the concern of the coronavirus covid19 is impacting sports on a local level now if you're not up to date ohio governor mike dewine he announced That all indoor sporting events in Ohio, including high school, collegiate, and professional sports, shall continue without most spectators in attendance as Ohio seeks to contain the spread of the virus. And this is what he had to say. This will be a very difficult time for our schools and fans, but we cannot ignore the directive of the governor, according to um, the director of the Ohio High School Athletic Association. So let me get your call back up on this. So Ohio Governor Mike DeWine. He makes the announcement Tuesday, indoor sporting events in Ohio, that means a high school, that means college, that means professional, they go on. But spectators, not so much. And so the Ohio High School Athletic Association, their executive director, Jerry Snodgrass, puts out a release today. And announces that this is going to be a very difficult time for our schools and fans, but we cannot ignore the directive of the governor. We are pleased that our tournaments can continue and we will soon determine who can attend. However, we can already say that it will most likely be no more than the immediate family of the student athletes participating in the events. So in other words, what he's saying is there's going to be a friends and mostly family crowd showing up to watch these events. Now, boys basketball regional tournament games scheduled for Tuesday night can proceed with fans. However, the OHSAA will announce Wednesday morning how the tournaments will proceed moving forward. So, they're going to have the tournaments, they're going to play the games, but they're not going to have fans in attendance for the most part. And, of course, you've got the girls' basketball state tournament beginning Thursday. That's going to be at St. John's Arena. The wrestling state tournament begins Friday at the Schottenstein Center. And the ice hockey state tournament begins Saturday morning. That's going to be at Nationwide Arena. So if you were planning on attending, you might not get a chance to go. Now, with that said, Conference USA, nothing's come out from Conference USA yet. So we don't think there's going to be any change there and the conference USA tournament that takes place tomorrow we'll have the Marshall game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9:30. I don't think there's going to be anything coming out of Kentucky, the Girls Sweet 16 basketball tournament. It begins tomorrow. We'll have that on our sister station Cat Sports 933 and 13:40. Looking forward to that and of course we'll also have the boys tournament we'll have all the uk action that's over on our sister station cat sports 93 3 and thirteen forty. but you know as i was sitting down trying to put all this together getting ready for the show yeah i'm seeing more of this come out and the ohio announcement came out just recently so and i thought okay Maybe we're just having a couple of spots being a little proactive. Like, for example, the Ivy League canceled its men's and women's basketball conference tournaments because of concerns about the spread of the virus. Now, the four-team tournaments scheduled to be played Friday through Sunday. It's going to be played in Cambridge. Now, the Ivy League instead is going to award its automatic NCAA tournament bids to the regular season champions, so the Princeton women and the Yale men. They won the regular season. They get the automatic bid. They get to go to the tournament, which for Yale and Princeton, that's good. It's kind of bittersweet. I'm sure they would like to have won the tournament, but at the same time, they were the regular season champions in both men's and women's basketball, so they get the bid. And we haven't seen much of the Division One basketball level. We've got a lot of conference tournaments going on all over the country. Haven't heard much out of the Big Ten, the Southeastern Conference, Big 12. We haven't heard much out of these tournaments. The NCAA, they're aware they are looking at it. There might be a streamlining of a couple of venues. Nothing has been set in stone. There's nothing that's guaranteed as far as where these tournaments are going to be played if something needs to be adjusted. But as it stands right now, Some countries, they are canceling sporting events. Other countries, they are playing sporting events without fans. And right now, we have a few instances where fans have been excluded from events. But for the most part, we've got a lot of things happening. A lot of things are in motion as far as what the fan experience, if any, is going to be during sporting events. And I think some of the leagues are being proactive. And that's good. It's good that they're being proactive. and. To be quite honest, I'm hoping that out of all of this, that there is minimal impact. There is impact, but it's minimal. And maybe one of the best things that can come out of this is that we are a little bit more aware. We're a little bit more cognizant of our conditions. Wash your hands. And I'm not saying that to be flippant, but you know what? Wash your hands. Be aware, if you're sick, stay home. Employers, if your employee is sick, let them stay home without penalty. I know we have sick days. Some have better sick day policies than others. Still, we need to, if you're sick, stay home. Take care of yourself. Health is a priority. And I'm hoping that we become more aware of this. But at the same time, I know the Pirates... They took their off day and they sanitized their facility. And that's not a bad idea. That's really not a bad idea. Because after all, we should be practicing a little better health. We should be practicing a little bit better precautionary measures at any time. Maybe this is going to cut down the flu as well. And I don't say this to be flippant because I know some people are losing their minds on both sides of the spectrum. There are people who are... Just looking at this like you people are crazy. This this isn't a big deal. And then there are other people who are hoarding. Yes, hoarding supplies. And I get it completely. I'm more in the middle of this. Hey, do what you have to do to take care of yourself. But we are seeing now starting of the impact of this. I don't think we're going to see the NCAA tournament unless there's a major outbreak. I don't think we're going to see the NCAA tournament give up. Fans at the tournament. I'd like to see, however, how far this progresses. But the major leagues, the four major leagues, the NBA, NHL, MLS, and MLB, the four major leagues that have sporting events going on right now, all four issued a joint statement announcing media restrictions over the concerns of the coronavirus. And I even heard this live during a radio broadcast. I'm a New York Rangers hockey fan. So I'm listening to New York Rangers hockey on the radio. I tune it up. I'm listening to ESPN New York. And afterwards, they were talking on the air about the post game. Hey, um, you know, we can't go in the locker room. This is something that's new. And usually in major league cities, pro sports, you get to go in the locker room. You get to do interviews. But... The joint statement came out that they're going to end all media locker room access as a part of a coronavirus response plan. Now that doesn't mean that the media can't talk to the teams and that representatives won't be there, but the release reads as follow: Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, the National Basketball Association, and the National Hockey League today issue the following joint statement after cons. Consultation with infectious disease and public health experts, and given the issue that can be associated with close contact in pre- and post-game settings, all team locker rooms and clubhouses will be open only to players and essential employees of teams and team facilities until further notice. Media access will be maintained in designated locations outside of the locker room and clubhouse settings. These temporary changes will be effective beginning with tomorrow's games and practices we will continue to closely monitor the situation and take any further steps necessary to maintain a safe and welcoming environment. So that's not a bad idea. It's a precaution, really. And this isn't something that's new. I can remember going to a meet and greet years ago at a concert situation. Again, working in radio, you get to do cool things like that. And I remember the tour manager was like, okay, we're going to keep a distance from the artist because on the last tour stop, somebody was sick, and we don't need our artist sick, and they got sick. So this is just a precaution. Again, it's not out of the realm of sanity here. So they're going to play games. That's the good thing. They're going to play games. They're taking precautions. But at the same time, I think this is just a first step. Hey, let's see how it goes. We're gonna play games. We're gonna have an arena full of fans in a closed environment, but we're gonna to try to limit access to our athletes as much as possible. So, if your favorite player doesn't if your favorite player doesn't interact with you, cut them some flack. That would be the first takeaway there. And you've seen this over the last few days, and I haven't really touched on this. But it's starting to get to the point now where it's getting into our world more, of the sports world, and I'm kind of curious to see what the response is going to be for the NCAA tournament because that's going to be a big event. The NCAA tournament, that's an event where people travel. It's not, hey, let's go down the street and watch the game. It's not one of those it's not, hey, we're all going to go to the Henderson Center. Everybody here in Huntington, if a short area, yeah, we're, we're relatively fine. We're, we're good. If you're sick, stay home. But we've got a situation where people are traveling to different venues, and you know where the, the concern and the panic is with people traveling. What will the leagues do? What will the NCAA do? Because I mean, we're talking about – Lost revenue at the gate. We're talking about nobody at your venue. You're playing sports with nobody there. Television's going to love it because you'll have a captive audience. People will be watching on TV if they can't attend. It's not going to make up the complete windfall of having people come to your venue, come to your city. That's not going to completely make up for that. But this is where we're at right now. And my best advice is if you're sick, stay home, wash your hands. And I'm not trying to be flippant. I'm just be smart, practice good common sense. At the same time, you know, when in doubt, yeah, you know, if, if you're kind of concerned, if you think that, okay, yeah, you know, this might be a, a Petri dish of coronavirus waiting to happen. If I go to this sporting event, don't go. Nobody's going to say anything to you. Don't go. Be safe, do what's smart, use common sense, and if you're sick, stay home. That's non-medical advice I can give you. I do not have a medical degree, but uh, that's what I'm telling everybody. Wash your hands. we got Dickie Martin coming up. He will be telling us about the Ashland Tomcats. They are steps away from making it to the Sweet 16. He's going to tell us more about that, and, of course, we'll get your phone calls in later on as well. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM
0: 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Welcome back to the drive on ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. I'm your host Paul Swan, and I'm now joined by longtime voice of the Ashland Tomcats, Dicky Martin. Yesterday, Ashland defeats Rowan County sixty seven thirty nine. So the undefeated season continues. Dicky, how are you, sir?
0: I'm doing quite well. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. You've got to be doing quite well. The Tomcats win oh. again, and uh, they continue this odyssey on their march continues to the uh, Sweet 16.
0: They are uh, well. I, I, some people said, "Well, they hit a little lull there," you know, a month or two ago. And I say, "Well, I'm not sure they hit a little lull. It's it's just a grind." You know, you don't sometimes you don't play your best basketball and uh but come tournament time, they have found that notch that they were in, I guess maybe in December and early January when they were playing so very well and um they are they're playing to that level again they are they've turned it up a notch or two, and they've sustained that level, and they're playing on both ends of the floor and they're just they' they're just really good. That's all I can tell you, really good.
1: I wouldn't think they've hit a lull. They've won every game. It doesn't matter what the score yeah, is. You, exactly. You've won every I game.
0: Know. And that's what that's what I tell people. I said, "Well, we've won every game, but you know, maybe we didn't play that great on so and so a night. Well, you can't play your greatest every night. You know, not even the Celtics and the Lakers can do that, but it was, uh, you know, they they uh, they managed to win and and uh, they grind it out in, in some games, but here lately they've just they've just poured it on. They have been just outstanding. Their defense is just—I mean, when you hold a team to Round County to 39 points last night, and they're a very good basketball team, that, um, and they just ate them up. They just—they were just unbelievable.
1: Is this the best Tomcats team you've seen in a long while, or ever?
0: Uh, this is the best Tomcats team that I've ever had the pleasure of broadcasting. Um, in basketball we've had we've had some great runs in 96 we got to the state finals and uh, we've had some great teams go back into the mid-70s that made it to a couple of teams that made it to the final four Um, but none of them were ever undefeated they always had a loss or two or whatever and this team this team is uh, they just they just do everything so well I was just Thinking, driving home last night. You know that I, I can't find a flaw in their game. They shoot it well. They rebound it well for a team that's not very tall. They shoot their free throws well. Their turnovers—they only average nine turnovers a game. They have uh, assists. You know their their assists last night. They had they had uh, twenty-six baskets and sixteen assists. So you know that's great proportion. So. They're just, they're just, they're just, I can't find a flaw in their game. They're just that good.
1: How much of it is talent? How much of it is Jason Mays?
0: Uh, I think it's, I think a lot of it is Jason Mays. We do have pretty good talent. Don't get me wrong. Our kids uh, play hard. I think we have some college players. Do we have a division one college player? I'm not sure. I think we might, I guess, as, as some of them get older because we've got two sophomores and a freshman that are starting. Uh, and they may be able to, to, the game could get even better if that's possible. But uh, Jason Nates has, has just molded this team into a, they're brilliant. He knows exactly what they can and cannot do. Defensively, he's taught them perfectly. He, he, we run a, uh, our offense and our defense is run to what we have. He coaches to his talent, and I think that's a mark of a good basketball coach. When you can, you know, some teams are loaded with talent, and they just you know throw the ball out there and away you go. But this team is is just—he is molding. He knows he's been with them for over a year now, and he's taken them to a lot of camps and played a lot of scrimmages over the summer. And he just knows what they can and cannot do, and he's brilliant with the X's and O's on opponents. And he's just. He's just brilliant. He's just done a marvelous job, and he doesn't—quite honestly, Paul—he doesn't get enough credit. He really doesn't.
1: What is it about him that's different? Because there have been some really talented Ashland teams over the years. I mean, Ashland's not a stranger to quality basketball. It's just this is right. taking it to another level. Is this just a perfect storm? Right person, right place, right time?
0: Uh, a little bit of that, yes, I think so. But he. You know he's been on the college level and he's learned from some great teachers on the college level that have won national championships at georgetown and kentucky wesleyan and he's learned from very good uh, head coaches he's he's taken all that information and made himself a great coach and um he is he's he's the man is just amazing and he's got a great staff that understands and those guys i mean all those guys that he has on his staff are uh, one is a former head coach, and, and the others should be head coaches somewhere. But he's—he's uh, he's just that good. He—he—he he, he knows what he's doing, and and um, he fell into the right place at the right time. And he campaigned—I'll be honest—you know—he campaigned hard for his job, and and he got it. And uh, he sure hasn't uh, held the strings back at all. He's just—he's just done a great job.
1: Ashland continues their march to the Sweet 16. So you win against Rowland County, as we mentioned, 67 39. Now uh, back to Moorhead. You got one more there, then you're off to the Sweet
0: 16. Exactly. Back to Moorhead tonight. And uh, they're playing a a team that, you know, they mercyed earlier, first game of the year for both teams back on December the 3rd. They beat them by, uh, at one point, they were up 38 40 points and ended up winning by 30. So. But Lewis County's gotten a lot better. They had a tough start, they uh, had some internal problems, and got that fixed. And at one point they were 3-9, and nine and now they, uh, they're they sitting there with uh, 18 wins and 14 losses. So they've, they've turned the thing around. They're playing much better. They've got a nice team that plays hard. They're well coached. And Ashland's going to have to play some basketball tonight. I, I, um, they're going to have to bring their A game.
1: Dickie Martin's with us, longtime broadcaster of the Ashland Tomcats and the Tomcats on the doorsteps getting to the Sweet 16. We've talked off-air, but just for everyone who's listening, is this team good enough to win the state? I mean, they're really good in the district, the region, this part mm-hmm. of Kentucky, heck, this part of West Virginia as they played some really Indeed, good yeah. West Virginia teams. So they're pretty good, period. Is this a team that can win it all?
0: I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind. That's the thing about this team, you know, a month or six weeks ago or even two months ago, people were saying, oh, my goodness, they've won 20. They need to lose a game. I don't want them going into the postseason, you know, with a loss and all, or, you know, undefeated, too much pressure, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but these kids have a will to win. They go out every night to win, and they don't want to lose. And uh, they've played some very good. We've played a couple of little teams. We've played a team, uh, a couple of teams from Central Kentucky uh, and Northern Kentucky, and, and we beat them all. So, and some of them are still playing for their regional championships in the next day or two. So we've beaten some good basketball teams, and they know how to win. They want to win. And, yes, I think they can win a state championship just because they're that good.
1: Dickie Martin's with us tonight. Ashland back in action for the right to play in the Sweet 16. Just how much would that mean? Uh, There have been some special runs with the Tomcats over the years, but with this one being extra special, I mean, they're all special, but this one's just historic. This one is monumental right now. If they go undefeated, they're going to be be an undefeated state champion. That doesn't happen every day. Could
0: be. No, that could very well happen. Um, I don't know. Um... I, I I just don't know. This is this is a special group of of kids that just they're just they're unbelievable. Um, and the only other team, of course, we, there have been three undefeated state champions in Kentucky. Ashland was one of them way back in 1928 when they went 37 and 0. It just so happens if Ashland wins out, they would be 37 and 0. Uh, a team from Central Kentucky, at a little school named Brewers, was undefeated. In another team, way back in 1916, in, uh, Henderson from Western Kentucky was undefeated. But none have have played this type of basketball. So uh, this would be uh, this would rank up with the 19 obviously the 1928 state champs, the 1961 state champs. Uh, this would go down as one of the great. Ashland basketball teams of all time and and in my opinion would have to be one of the great high school basketball teams in in the state of Kentucky.
1: So so you were there for that that first championship back in the 20s, right?
0: Yeah, yeah I, okay, I'm old, but I'm not that old. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> no, I'm not that old yet.
1: A lot of people don't probably remember that until you bring that up. They remember the second run, but definitely not that first yeah, one. It's more right. of a that's something well, you hear I, about.
0: Exactly. I had the pleasure. I was just a little fella, but my mom and my dad took me to watch the 61 Tomcats win the state championship back in uh, 1961. And it was quite a quite a feat. I enjoyed it. And uh, this would be quite a feat, too. I think I could really enjoy this, too.
1: Dickie Martin's with us. Uh, you've called a lot of games. Uh, that would be uh, something to uh, add to the resume. Oh, Call yeah, a state championship, yeah, a a state champion, undefeated Ashland Tomcats team. Uh, I mean, you could you could retire after that, right? You're done. Oh,
0: yeah, I could retire. I won't retire because I love it too much, and that's one of the things that keeps me relatively young. I guess I could say <laughs> is uh, being around the kids and football and basketball and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yes, this would be this would be uh, one of my highlights. There's no question about that.
1: Dickie Martin's with us. Um, enjoy it tonight. It's going to be fun. Uh, we'll be listening in, of course, yes. and uh, we'll get you back on soon as the Sweet 16 is coming up uh, right in the middle of March Madness, and that's what we love about it.
0: Oh, yeah, and it is. It's March Madness. No question about it. It's it's fun to do. They're, uh, you know, they made a great run last year, even though their record was not the greatest in the world. But, uh, you know, they got to the state tournament and won a game. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's a fun time. And this, this team, when they go down there, they're tar- the target's going to be on their back. I, I feel certain that uh, they're going to – I feel pretty sh- pretty good about their game tonight, and I think they're going to be at the state tournament next week. And, and the target's going to be on their back, and, and I think they'll respond. I just think they're that good that they can do that.
1: Dickie Martin joining us, longtime voice of the Ashland Tomcats. Have fun tonight. I know you will, but uh, still, have fun. Oh, gonna I'm going to be- have a ball. Yeah, this is going to be something. Uh, this is going to be something people will be telling their children about years from now.
0: Oh yes, and the, you know you're exactly right, because my grandkids have come to the games and so forth, and and uh, they'll look back on it someday and say, "Oh man, I remember that team." You know, I remember those guys, and it's 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 quite a bit of fun.
1: Dickie Martin, my guest. Have fun tonight. We'll talk to you soon, buddy.
0: All right. Thank you, Paul.
1: That's Dickie Martin, longtime voice of the Ashland Tomcats. We've got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Paul Swan, your host, on this edition of The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Earlier in the show, we were talking about the impacts that the coronavirus, COVID-19, is having on the sporting world, with some tournaments being canceled, other events limiting fan access, Ohio. Some different degrees of safety precautions going on. The high school association, they're going to limit their events to friends and family, pretty much family, to be honest. We'll find out who gets to go to some of their tournaments here in the coming days. Now, the Columbus Blue Jackets. There's an event going on. A lot of people show up. It's hockey. And what are the Columbus Blue Jackets going to do? Well, they released a statement. Here's what their statement says. The Columbus Blue Jackets are aware of the recommendation by Governor DeWine that events at indoor sports and entertainment facilities be conducted without spectators. We have been in contact with the National Hockey League and, given the facts before us, it has been determined that our scheduled games, including this Thursday versus Pittsburgh and Saturday versus Nashville, will go on as scheduled and be open to ticketed fans that wish to attend. Our club... The NHL and Nationwide Arena have been monitoring coronavirus COVID-19 very closely. The NHL has been in regular communication with the Center for Disease Control, Public Health Canada, numerous medical advisors, and other leagues, and we are committed to the health and safety of our players, staff, and fans. To that end... Guests should adhere to recommendations that suggest persons at higher risk, including elderly individuals and those with currently compromised health issues or who are feeling ill, avoid large scale public events. The press release continues Nationwide has protocols in place to enhance procedures to fight the spread of viruses as they arise. In the case of COVID-19, additional steps have been taken that include an expanded, detailed cleaning throughout all areas of the arena and an increase in the number of hand sanitizers dispensers available to all. We also encourage guests to continue to practice routine hygiene etiquette as the best way to prevent the spread of viruses. The club, league, and nationwide arena will continue to closely monitor the situation as it evolves. It remains very fluid, and any additional information or changes will be communicated at the appropriate time. Let me go back to this. Guests should adhere to recommendations that suggest persons at higher risk, including elderly individuals and those with currently compromised health issues, who are feeling ill... Avoid large-scale public events. That's strong advice, number one. That's, that's great advice. If you are, you are ill, if your health is compromised at the moment, if you're high risk, hey, maybe you should stay home. Miss this one out. Watch it on TV. That's smart. That is sound. And also... The fact that and I think this should be done period this isn't just a let's do it because this is something that has a lot of people's attention this is what should be done at all times detailed well expanded detailed cleaning throughout all areas of the arena and an increase in the number of hand sanitized dispensers available to all now that's a good idea I mean at the end of the day we should take good care of ourselves personal hygiene and since we're talking about large-scale events and let's be honest the flu this shouldn't go away these good practices shouldn't go away once we get past this the flu is a thing the flu continues the flu will always be a thing and i don't know about you But if at the end of the day we get through this and everybody's practicing better hygiene, maybe we can stay healthier. But that's the response from the Columbus Blue Jackets and the NHL, basically saying, look, we've got things in place. If you're healthy, you should be okay. If you're not healthy, maybe you shouldn't be coming. Maybe you should stay home. Don't compromise yourself. But... This is going to be a story for several days. And now, I don't have anything tangible to back this up, but I got a text from one of my students. I was told that their trip to Frisco was canceled. And there could—again, this is this is all anecdotal at this point. I, I can't—there's nothing that I have tangible that says this is going to happen, but— I'm being told that travel, university travel is uh, is happening on a case-by-case basis and there could be a possibility at Marshall University to get ready for virtual learning. That could be a possibility for the rest of the semester. And so, travel right now internationally, not happening at Marshall University, and domestic travel, case-by-case basis. And again, anecdotal at this point, I've got one person who is not traveling because of this and that person has also told me that there could be virtual classes for the rest of the semester. And if that's the case, Marshall University is taking precautions that they feel necessary to prevent the spread of this. And again, I understand where everyone's coming from and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna criticize anybody taking the precaution but we can do our part as well, period. If you're sick, stay home. That's one. If you're sick, stay home, get medical attention. If it's, I mean, if you got a cold, you get got a flu, I mean, stay home. Employers, let your employees stay home. If they're sick, let them work from home. Let them do that instead of come in because they fear that they can't miss a day of work. Let them stay home. Let them work from home. Figure out ways to do this. And that goes for anything, period. The flu. I hope we are this alert to the flu in the coming years. But this is going to impact things now. I mean, we're not shutting things down for the flu. And right now, the flu takes more than um, its fair share of people. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's sort of a somber day here on the program as sport being impacted by the outbreak of the coronavirus, COVID-19. We will continue on here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM
1: 930. We're wrapping up the Tuesday, March 10th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition. Don't forget, coming up tomorrow, we will be laser-focused on Marshall. They are taking on UTEP. We go on the air 9 p.m., 10 o'clock is going to be tip. We'll have that game for you right here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. So we've been talking a little bit about how the coronavirus has impacted the sports world as it continues to grow. Things that are in motion right now, how this is being broken down, and this is what we've got so far. You know, Philadelphia city officials have warned citizens not to attend gatherings of more than 5,000 people. So that doesn't impact sports directly, but it does because they're not singling out the Philadelphia 76ers and the Flyers. However, they're definitely attracting more than 5,000 people to their events. You know about what's happening in Ohio, especially with what's going on in high school athletics, and that directly impacts a few people especially when it comes to local teams. We don't know directly what's going to happen next. All we do is Ohio is going to be impacted tournament-wise from the high school level, NHL saying we're good right now. Don't do anything stupid like come to the game sick, but we've got things in place to kind of minimize this. It's going to be a good, clean, sanitary environment. I guess is what I'm trying to say here. So, I mean, the Ivy League, I I don't know if they hit the, yeah, if at least in North America or at least in the United States, I don't know if the Ivy League was really the big domino that fell with them postponing or actually canceling their tournaments. Uh, The New York Half Marathon is canceled. Uh, MotoGP, uh, they are postponing the upcoming Grand Prix of the Americas. So that gets impacted. As we mentioned, right now, Professional leagues are limiting media access. The NBA's got a owners meeting coming up tomorrow to discuss future plans. There is concern that at least among owners, that games, especially playoff games, could be played in arenas without fans. I mean, Italy, which has been hit hard by COVID-19, they are canceling sporting events. Major League Baseball, right now they plan on finishing spring training and open the season with fans in attendance. That's a possibility. That Right now, you could be looking at arenas and empty ballparks. How's this going to impact sports it remains to be seen when it comes to March Madness, the NCAA tournament. Uh NCAA right now, they're planning on playing, and they're planning on having the tournament. They've got 14 chosen sites. They're planning on having the tournament with fans in attendance. Uh, They're saying, according to their advisors, and they speak with people who are experts in the field, that the guidance they're getting is playing without fans is not called for. Again, it, it comes down to, honestly, it really comes down to this. If you're sick, stay home. Wash your hands. That's it. That's the advice I can give you. If you're sick, stay home. Wash your hands. If you are sick, stay away from people. If you are at risk, take precaution. And we'll go from there. And I don't say that to be flippant. I, I, I sincerely mean it. Just take care of yourself. We'll go from there. I'm not making light of it, but we'll go from there. And, of course, I don't know if you want to hear this one, but there is already a report of the coronavirus in Frisco. If you read the Texas Tribune, the headline reads, Frisco man with coronavirus spreads disease to his wife and three-year-old, And another case is confirmed in Gregg County. This man is in his 30s. He tested positive on Monday for the new coronavirus. He gave the disease to his wife and his child. They've got four children. Uh, The virus is also identified east of Dallas. That's Gregg County, east of Dallas. Now I don't know if that I don't know what this means as far as conference USA is concerned. Basically the direction is the risk of transmission remains low. Keep that in mind. And that's going to do it for this edition of the show. Thanks to Dickie Martin, appreciate him coming on the program today to talk a little Ashland Tomcats basketball with me. Hopefully we can get him back on soon and talk about the Tomcats making the championship run. Don't forget High School Girls basketball action. The tournament begins tomorrow. Listen in on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. Thanks for listening here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.